what what's their vision like at this age? Like, can they see? The, okay. Because when they're when they're born, can they only see like two feet or something like that? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the equivalent like blood alcohol like to, to a <laughs> drunk person? You know. I would say a newborn baby is like blowing a one point three or something. Like Oof, okay. Okay. Boy. All right. Or sorry, a point one three. So they. So you're saying that like very clearly, uh, newborns should not be driving, yeah. but like well over the legal limit. Right. Should not okay. be driving a, a motor vehicle. <laughs> right. No. No. The okay. hand-eye motor coordination alone. Is... <laughs> <laughs> even if they could see it, they couldn't do anything about sure, it. Sure. Having <laughs> trouble gripping the wheel. That's right. Right. Yeah. They can't even like really yeah, like grasp things uh, with confidence. You know. Sure. Let's see. I must have a uh, have a great video of uh, Ethan when he was just bored, and now in, in this uh, con- in the context of this conversation, now if I think of him as a drunk guy, <laughs> it makes it super hilarious. Wait, hold on. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. You're right. I'm just I'm seeing him on the pavement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, oh man, man, are you all right? Like, <laughs> like I'm really should... trying to get that leg going. It's like, uh, gotta get. I can get up. I, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I need to. I need to call somebody, don't I? Like, yeah, I gotta call somebody. No, 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 no. I got this. I just, give me my keys back. I got this. I just gotta get. <laughs> I just gotta get off the floor. I'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, solid, solid work. Yeah, <laughs> drunk babies. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth, I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 16th, and this is episode 528, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we got a, a lot to talk about, but we've got a three and two week of NBA basketball with the games against Cleveland, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, LA Lakers, and Toronto. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Undebeatable shout out to the play playoff play ins playoffs. But do we get a jingle, Colton? That's all I want to know. Uh, do I have to do a new play in jingle? I don't know. Yep. I feel like it's just playoffs. Okay. 
I mean, I know that technically we're not a playoff team until we get into the top eight. So maybe you'll have to wait on the jingle. Mm. We might wait. Because we're, we're a lottery team if we don't get out of the play-in. So another do, jingle then. Yeah, then we'll right. do the lottery right. jingle. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, I need the lottery play, jingle. That's good. The play-ins, maybe you could do like a ringtone or something, just a short one. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> And from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Um, this Pacer team wants to save the best for last. Three and two week, best week of basketball we've played all season. Here we are, ready to go into the play-in tournament. Hold on to your nutsacks. <laughs> And that's as good as time as any uh, to remind you that this show is brought to you by you. <laughs> you it's, it's your fault. fault. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're blaming you. <laughs> you're blaming the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could draw a straight line from their patronage to what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> And if you'd like to encourage more of this, head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables and you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Um, and for $5 a month, you can uh, join our Slack community where uh, uh, we, are, we are quipping uh, a lot on, on this on this team. So, um, But you know what, guys? I still, uh, I, I still was reserving my judgment. I have not changed... I, I, Mostly have not changed my stance from last week, and I was not watching the games. Um, I I started to try because I saw on Slack I saw there were some some positive movements, and I said, <laughs> "Hey, maybe maybe you know, I, I want to watch the team. I like I like when the team makes me happy, and I'm proud that that's my team." Um, so after a couple of games, I, I was like, "Hey, I'll put this on." And uh, I was trying to watch through the Valley Sports uh, Apple TV app, um, but the problem is it will crash every two to five minutes, mm. uh, which makes for a very poor viewing experience. I'm unclear as to how that got out the door because it just does it just doesn't work. Mm. Um, so, so I didn't. So I end up not watching anyway. Um, but I did listen to some on the radio. That was better than than nothing. So. Well, well, well welcome back into the fold, Joe. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> um, all right, so we have five games to talk about this week. Uh, first one, Indiana taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers Monday, May 10th. And uh, this is away. And uh, Pacers win this one 111-102. Uh, Cleveland, of course, not great. Here's our starting lineup for this game, which we won with O'Shea Brissett, Doug McDermott, DeMontis Sabonis, Karis LeVert, and Edmund Sumner. So two of the five uh, uh, ideal starters, but we, we, we still beat, boy, and uh, their starting lineup looks less good. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Sabonis 21 and 20, solid game there. Uh, Karis LeVert dropping 20 points on that one. And um, Karis LeVert 
or yeah, getting getting ten assists for the, for the game. Then we head to a game that I uh, didn't feel great about: the Philadelphia 76ers, first in the conference, and saying here that we won 103-94. This was Tuesday, game of the and year. It sounds like I missed this one uh, again. Brissett starting the game. Uh, Doug McDermott dropping 20 points. Karis LeVert, 24. Sabonis, uh, 16 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds. Filling up the stat sheet. Uh, I can't tell you my, my uh, fantasy alerts kept going off because uh, he was killing it. Because um, you need more fantasy McC- points on your dominant I mean, team. It, we are just rubbing it in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so winning, winning against Philadelphia. So, all right, okay, doing all right. This one, this is the, this is the game I tried to watch was the Philadelphia or the the, the Milwaukee game on Thursday, and um, it didn't didn't work out. Um, anyway, the game went poorly, uh, at least late. It was one forty two, one thirty three. Um, it looks like Milwaukee had a, a, a just good lead pretty much the whole game. Well, there was no, no Karis. Yeah, exactly. This was this was okay. the uh, uh, this was probably the most proud I've been of the team all year. Okay, um, okay. So we we had no Karis Levert. It was basically Sabonis and our third string essentially. Right, right. right. And we went head to head with this team, uh, a fully healthy Milwaukee team. You know, uh, the, in the Philly game they were without Embiid, but this is a Milwaukee team still playing for playoff positioning uh, with Giannis and everybody, and we went toe to toe to them for the first half of this game. Um, they definitely uh, blew us out in the third quarter, um, but I think we even um, showed a lot of grit crawling back into this game and making it a little bit interesting, getting within single digits here down the stretch. Like I just, I was so proud of the effort on this one. Uh, these guys really were working hard. Um, it'd been nice to have um, a little more talent on the floor, but the effort was definitely there. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So I'm saying it was the week of the year. All right, and, and I missed out. That's on me. Uh, Sounds like it's on Valley Sports. Well, here. they, they, yeah, they, they, they continue to provide a poor product. Um, and then uh, Saturday, May fifteenth, Pacers taking on the Los Angeles Lakers, and they host a return of LeBron James, which is great um, if you're a Lakers fan. And but they lose this one. Uh, 122, 115. This was I, I did pick up uh, a fair amount of this one on the radio, and, and it seemed like the Lakers had a. Uh, it was close, but like Pacers could just never, you know, sort of arm's length for for much of the game, and uh, Pacers couldn't couldn't get there. Uh, Karis LeVert dropped 28 on this one and 12 assists, and uh, McDermott 17 points, Justin Holiday with 12. Uh, Jakar Sampson, 20 off the bench. He was uh, very efficient that game, I, I do remember. Um, but, yeah, LeBron picking up 24 points and Anthony Davis uh, with 28. That was Saturday. Sunday, 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 Pacers take on the uh, what's the Toronto Raptors. What They're in uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa, right, okay. Okay. Um, so this game, Pacers win 125-113. Um, I mean, the, 
Brissette gets 31 points. The sauce. The sauce, 31 points. Uh, Sabonis with 25 points. 16 rebounds. Uh, Levert with 13. McConnell, 12. Keelan Martin with 13. So, 3-2 thir- and two week. 3-2 week. Uh, Colson, you seem pretty hyped about this one. And so, there, there was some... I mean, it's sort of like some super good teams and some crap teams. Um, and we competed pretty well. Um, you know, this is... We've got one more game before... Um, so we have a, a game against Charlotte on Tuesday. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah, game, right? so, so we're, we're the ninth seed and they're the tenth seed. So we get home okay. court in that. Um, um, and we get home court because we uh, we won three of our five games um we had a chance to get to the eight seed uh but losing that la game kind of took that out out of uh out of the question but i look i really you know we last week were really sad we talked a lot of crap about the coach there was all this rumors about um he might be a psychopath um he might be creating a, a toxic work environment um you know, we we talked about how the guys might be giving up on him, and that's why they don't play defense and don't rebound. And uh, we were in a bad place as a, as a fan base. I think we even de- described ourselves as more of a, a a support group than a fan base. And I just thought this week the guys played with a different intensity. Now that 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 Cleveland game reminded me of the team we've that's played all year. Like I didn't think that we almost lost that game, and Cleveland's terrible. Uh, we were down 10 in the third quarter. Like, we, we didn't look like we wanted to be there. But that Philly game, the guys showed up. And granted, again, no Embiid, who's an MVP candidate. But Philadelphia is an incredibly good team, and without him, they've got the number one seed, even though he's missed, whatever, 30 games this season, uh, or 20 games. Um, so they don't need him to win games. And... Um, and we're still, you know, we're we're depleted injury wise, right? I mean, we had no Brogdon all all week. Um, we had no Aaron Holiday all week. Um, we're we've got Karis Levert coming in and out of the lineup, and um, I just I just thought I was just proud of their grit. We we, you know, we we actually started playing a little bit of defense in this game. You know, we won that second half in Philly because we played defense, and it's the first time I've seen it all year, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was that game. You know, was like what was it one hundred three ninety four? Like it, it was you know, none of these like one hundred forty point games we've seen. Like this was this was a you know slower, more deliberate game with uh, looks 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 like you know some some defensive effort as as you say. Well, it was um, t- a tale of two halves, if I remember right. The the first half defense was nowhere to be found. And, yeah, it was uh, it was like uh, Philly six, scored. We'd give it sixty something points to or 60 something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, um, we held them to I think thirteen in the fourth or the third quarter. Third quarter, yeah, something like was that. Was it thirty-two um, the second half, something like that? Like I mean, just absolutely incredible. Yeah, which was which was in large part to the Pacers' um, defense. Uh, we dodged some bullets, though. I mean, well, for sure. The I I feel like they missed a lot of chippies and bunnies and like alley oops at the rim and like there was a stretch going down. Um, in the the last few minutes where the Pacers were up two maybe or something like that and it was like three straight possessions of of Philly got a nice look and just 
missed, like got a yeah. layup basically and missed. And so, I mean, yeah, it was a nice win. I did like to see the the grit in that one. Um, and you know, the Milwaukee game was nice. It was a nice effort. It was a cute effort by a, a team that had no business <laughs> hanging with Milwaukee. And and I think uh, during halftime, uh, Coach Bud just said, uh, "Guys, look. Let me read you their roster." And <laughs> what the F are you doing? And Milwaukee came out and was like, oh yeah, we're um, title contenders. So uh, right. let's just get this over with. I mean, we you know, Justin holiday hit like eight threes in that game or something like that. Yeah. That was, was a large part. Of why we were... 24 points in the first quarter or something. Like yeah. That. I think, we, <laughs> I think we made like 12 threes in the first half or something like that, which is yeah. why we were um, in that game. But um, there was a moment in the Milwaukee game when we were trotting out a lineup of, uh, Cassius Stanley, Keelan Martin, uh, McDermott, I think, was on the floor, Brissett, and Jakar Sampson, I think, is who it mm. was. Yeah. Oof. And that's a lineup that if you looked at the roster at the beginning of the season, there's no way you would write that down as a potential lineup. First off, because Brissett wasn't even on the team. But right. even if he were, there's no way. And so, you know, it gives you a little bit of perspective of the injury troubles that this team has been in sort of the whole season but really acutely in the last like three weeks i mean we haven't had brogdon who right. was arguably our best player all year right for the last three weeks and you know kudos to lavert he's he's becoming more of a playmaker and filling in those gaps and you know i think put up double digit assists two or three times this week and um and sabonis basically is our point guard now right um I mean, it's like hilarious. he comes and like asks for the ball after somebody gets a rebound to like bring it up the floor and initiates all of the offense, which I think, you know, when you come to a, a playoff matchup, you know, with Charlotte could be interesting, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't land on this where I feel how I feel about this team. Like, <laughs> It's so bizarre. It really yeah. is. I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yes, it took a career night from Keelan Martin scoring 25 points to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. This week. Yes. Like, yes, that happened. Um, it and took we pulled a, a, a win c- against Toronto who played with a, a career night of six from guys. Brissette. Yeah, who had six guys, and we and we had to win it in the fourth. <laughs> but like you know, I mean, Brissett scored thirty points. You know, we're we're getting some 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 uh, points from guys when we need them. Um, I think this speaks to our depth, and um, I, I don't know. I I just I've had trouble finding reasons to be excited about this team. Because they just seem to underperform. They seem to not be passionate. They seem to not fight hard. You know, I mean, we we, we talked about, like, one of my highlights of the season was Jakar Sampson headbutting a dude and getting kicked out. Because it's like, because nobody gives a shit on this team. So what it feels like. And I really did feel like at least that, that second half of that Philly game and that first half of that Milwaukee game, I felt like these guys were digging in and playing their butts off. And they really cared. And then these wins that we that we needed, um, you know, that you had to have against Cleveland and and Toronto, we got with with you know um, production from the from the third team. 
you know, from the deep bench. And so those are things to be proud of, things sure. to root for. So I'm, will, I'm excited I, about this team. I will say in that Milwaukee game, you know, they came out after halftime and just put the blitz on, right, and got up by 20, I think. But, you know, the Pacers did crawl their way back into it, and we're mm-hmm. starting to make things a little bit interesting. Uh, and then Sabonis, like, came down awkwardly and then was was in a tussle for a rebound and came out awkwardly again and his knee was bothering him so they just pulled him out and sat him down he was he was visibly upset um but i think it was the right move in the end like you didn't sure. you know there's no reason to risk him in that game but um but you're right like yeah i i agree with that that the the effort was there and in in the second half of the cleveland game there was a you know they showed a little bit more fight um but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I said I don't know what to make of this team because, you know, on the heels of all the the Bjorkman stuff, I found myself this week. You know, I didn't know how to think about him as a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like. Am I rooting for this guy? Am right. I? I definitely found myself like reading way too much into every interaction with every player, and mm-hmm. uh, every time Sabonis looks to the sideline or something, I'm like, I'm like, does he hate Sabonis? What's going on? Like, I don't. It, it was just. It's just a very weird team to root for at this point because because there are seemingly bad actors, right? Like people that I wouldn't cheer for in in life, you know. If if these stories are true, which a lot of evidence that you know <laughs> reporting has come out since that has sort of corroborated, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about last week. So. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. How do, how do you feel, Joey, going into this uh, playing game? Are you going to be able? Are you going to watch that game? I am going to watch that game for sure. I actually made plans. I'm going to go to my parents' house and watch it with them. Oh, cool. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I guess you know, here in here in for the most part, like particularly like here in Colson, say, hey, this is like the best week of basketball. The thing that I was, you know, the thing that was kind of just threw me off, like being excited about it for for a while was just it was that the the effort like to say hey mm. you know look i get that, look i get that there's a ton of injuries like so i'm looking at the injury report for the lakers game malcolm brogdon aaron holiday demonis sabonis jeremy lamb edmund sumner miles turner and tj warren of course those guys were all out for that game you know, and all of those are contributors. Yeah, you know, they're like so, our like, best players. That's our <laughs> like, yeah. Those are like, yeah, exactly. So, like, I like no fault, of course, no fault for that. But it's like I, I understand that it's going to be hard for you know the players that are you know healthy enough to play. Um, but like, you know, to get your fans excited, you got to you know keep trucking on you know and. You know, it, when there's when there's just a pure talent gap, look, it is what it is. But I didn't get the sense that like they weren't getting me excited. And you know, like you know, for example, my you know my wife, she she loves basketball. Um, but you know the 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 games where they're like they're not trying, and they're just you know when you when you go to a game just knowing they're gonna lose and look bad doing it, like she doesn't want to watch those games. Like we've had. You know, we go to say, "Hey, what do, you, do you want to watch something tonight?" I'm like, "Hey, there's a game on." She's just like, nah, "Let's watch something else." Like, hmm. you know, it, you know, and she's not normally like in years past. It was like if there's a game on, we're watching the game. Like, you know, kind of, 
you know, they didn't have to be in first place. It's just, you know, just it's just what you did. And then it's kind of like, well, I'd rather do something else with my time. Um, but when the team is putting up a good fight, when they are busting their asses, and you know, I'll watch a team. I watch that team. You know, when when I feel like they're trying, when I feel like it, it's not everybody. You know, like you know, T.J. McConnell in particular. That guy has no off switch, and <laughs> right. You know, he's you know he's a freak of nature and but i mean you know he he's not a you know he's not a force of nature you know like he's no he's my height right I mean, he's, <laughs> he's good at, he's not a he's force good, of nature <laughs> he's good at, he's really good at what he does and he's a, like for the for the physical size he has he's about as you know good as he can be right like but it's just one guy and and uh you know if we don't have the talent you know, then we got to make up for it somewhere else because, I mean, you know, the the teams like sending me, um, you know, stuff about like, hey, let's, you, you know, season tickets, you know, coming up for next year. And I'm like, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, which of course you can't even do that. But like, I'm like, man, I'm not going to sign up to watch, you know, watch these guys like, you know, give up 150 points on our, our, our floor. Like, hmm. I'm not doing that, you know. But look, when they're, you know, like this this Philly game, he's like, hey, they defended, you know, they defended their butts off. Um, they locked it down, you know, as next man up kind of thing. Like that's what that's what I sign up for. So if we can play that way, then then I'm good to go. I'll watch the game on Tuesday and yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, what do we know? Uh, who's coming back for that, Joe? I mean, do, do we are we going to have Brogdon and and uh, you know Aaron Holiday? Or are we just going into this with nobody? Do we have any idea? Uh, I mean, Sabonis should be healthy, and he played against uh, right. Karis Levert should be. Levert will be fine there. Um, but I guess out of those guys, yeah. I mean, I don't like do Edmund think? Sumner. We don't know. We have no. And, and has anyone heard anything new on Miles Turner? Was it just he just done? Like no. I mean, yeah. th- there was rumors that he potentially could be back before the end of the season. Of course, that didn't happen. Right. So um, I don't know if you're going to bring him back for one game. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, if you're going to watch this game, Joe, I mean, you're going to be looking at, you know, two starters and the third team, uh, trying to win a playoff game. But if they bring the effort, I think we can beat them. I mean, I, Charlotte's not good. Right. No. Charlotte's also dealing with a bunch of injuries as well. So I'm looking at some of these other, you know, games I'm looking at there, you know, like, like, yeah, it's like Toronto. Yeah. Toronto played six players against us. Right. Um, you know, they had, you know, OG Ananobi, uh, Fran, Fred Van Vliet, Watanabe, Cal Lowry, Pascal Siakam, like all the, and more, uh, you know, didn't play. Uh, but they, you know. Well, that, that makes sense for them. They're, uh, right. Eliminated yeah, from they're, the playoffs. Really they're in a different, <laughs> they're in a different scenario. I get that. But, um, I mean, my guess, Colson, to get back to your question about injuries is I would not expect to see Brogdon. I definitely don't expect to see Turner. I think I'm surprised he hasn't elected for surgery at this point. I don't, I mean that injury. So he has turf toe. And I guess like from what I know about it anecdotally, it's like, it's, uh, you know, some guys get surgery, some guys don't. And, you know, like it's like a 50, 50 proposition of which is the better course of action. And so it seems like they're just going with no surgery at this point and just letting it heal, but that means it takes a long time to heal. So 
especially coming back from an injury like that, there's no way that you would just like go, jump straight into okay. playoff level basketball. Like, I don't think that's possible. Um, Brogdon, I'm not even sure what is going on with him, but he's been out for a while, and so I don't expect yeah. him to come cruising back. If we could get another ball handler out there, that would do can us. Can we get an Aaron Holiday? Wonders. Can we? If, can he come back? If Holiday or Sumner can play, that would be a big help um, mm-hmm. against the Charlotte team. Um, because Charlotte's Charlotte's not good, but they're not horrible either. I mean, like right. they have, especially at the guard position, dudes that you need to deal with and guys that um, defend very uh, aggressively. And ball hawkishly and and without good ball handlers out there i could definitely see us giving up a lot of turnovers and that leading to easy baskets and um you know that not being so good but yeah but i mean if we got sabonis um and we got lavert i think we got a chance you know i've been are impressed they, with are Levert's, they the new chip in the chair i mean they're our current chip in a chair <laughs> right now um <laughs> You know, I I have been impressed with Levert, you know, of late. Like his playmaking ability is is um, uh, maybe at a higher level than I thought. Maybe mm-hmm. it was. Like he sees the game really well, and he also, uh, you know, is the type of player that can see the moment and um, sort of uh, embrace it and. You know, he had that. Was that the Philly game that he had that sweet step game. back three to basically like yeah. ice the game? And he well, know. he hit uh, I think three shots in a row, or yeah. four shots in a row to end that. He game. He basically took the game over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. I mean, like, I have no problem like giving him the ball down the stretch and him being that guy that you know can create his own shot or create for other guys or, um, you know, he and Sabonis are developing a little bit of chemistry too, which is nice and. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I think we got a. Sh- I mean, we have a shot. Obviously, we have a shot. We I mean, I was I was really pleased to have. Uh, so uh, the Wizards and the Hornets played today, and the winner of that was going to get the eight seed, and the loser was going to get the ten seed. And I was really pleased to see that the uh, Wizards won, so we don't have to see them in this uh, in this round. Um, I think we have a better chance to beat the Hornets in in in, a, in the first game, and we also, by being the ninth seed, get the home home field advantage, home court advantage. Not that that's mattered all season long, but oh, um, it's mattered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we'll get some uh, playoff gate money or play in gate money or whatever. Um, I don't know what a sellout is like. What five thousand people? I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I I think that's fun, and and um, you know, if we can win this game. Then you go on to play the winner of the uh, Wizards-Boston game. Um, both of those teams are beatable. You play the loser of that game. Yeah, the lo- the loser of that game, right? Because the because the winner gets the seventh seed, yep. and the loser we would play. Both of those teams are beatable. Honestly, um, we have a ton of problems with the Wizards. Uh, Boston's not playing very good basketball right now, and they just lost Jalen Brown for the remainder of the season in the playoffs. So. Um, these are all winnable games if we want to get to the playoffs, uh, but we got to win two of them, um, and uh, it starts on Tuesday. What what's your prediction? What's your call? <sighs> Knowing this team, 
<laughs> I'm loaded, loaded question. Yeah, I'm going to expect a 20 point blowout. Which way though? Uh, for not the good guys. Now, okay. If 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 we bring the kind of energy and effort we brought against Milwaukee, we're not going to lose that game. But if we bring the kind of effort we brought against Cleveland, we will. You know, I mean, it's just that's all it's about. I don't care who's on the floor. Play freaking hard, and uh, we have a chance to beat Charlotte. They're not that good. I mean, the fact that uh, <laughs> uh, for a playoff game you have questions about the the level of energy and effort that's going to be brought by this team is a very scary thing. Like, yeah, well, and I don't. I mean, I'm assuming that we only are going to have Sabonis and Karis Levert, and we're going to be starting O'Shea Brissett and having Keelan Martin play a ton of minutes. You know, like I don't. We don't really have our ideal squad right now. Um, but, you know, maybe one of the reasons that we played so hard this week is because these are the guys that are there. These are guys that are fighting for their playoff, uh, not for their, you know, for their basketball careers, for their. But we talk about these guys are starters. Like, they got it made. <laughs> you know, we've talked uh, a lot about how, you know, so many of these guys are having career years right now. You know, uh, McDermott, McConnell, Sabonis, uh, Brogdon, Turner. Everybody's been playing great, but we're not winning basketball games. What's 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 the issue? It's it's not the points we're scoring. It's not the assists. It's nobody's getting the freaking tough rebound. Nobody's getting on the floor. And um, if you can do that for one game, you get to play another game. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this game is going to be a track meet. Like, I I don't think that. So it's going to be like 130 to 140. Yep, I think okay. so. Uh, and and I think that if, I mean, you know, if you're a coach and you're going into, uh, you know, a game, you're going to want to play it your style. And I think what Bjorken wants to do is run up and down and create possessions. And you know, he really believes in that. You know. Charlotte's not a great defensive team, uh, right. and uh, neither are we. So we right. just try to outscore them. You know. Let's see. We are. Yeah. Do we have enough horses, though? I don't know. Not really. <laughs> yeah. But at least the horses, you know, these backup horses have been getting minutes lately. Right. Right. Man, well, I would I would be real excited to have some Aaron Holiday in this game. If we could just get him back healthy, I I'd feel better about it. Yeah, like I said, ball yeah, handler. Extra ball would be handler. Good. He's got the clutch gene. He's just he's fearless. Like I think we need, you know, because the thing is, it's the playoffs, right? I know it's a play-in game, but it's the playoffs, and the intensity is going to be up. I don't think it's going to be 140 to 100. Uh, 30 because I think we're there's going to be nerves and there's going to be maybe not defense but um you know why not why can't we just use defense <laughs> I think it'll be I think it'll be closer to like 115 to 125 and uh you can flip a coin to see who, <laughs> okay. who who's yeah, that's, there that's in the same range that I was thinking <laughs> um yeah I mean I think that to said, I mean, this is going to sound simple, but it's going to come down to making shots and really coming down to making three-point shots. Like, okay. if if we're making threes, we'll be in this game. If we're not, then it's, you know, 
it's a death knell. And so if, it's McDermott and if Charlotte uh, is going crazy from three point range, then you know there's nothing we can do. Which is yeah, it's kind of sad that NBA basketball basically gets boiled down to that at this point. But for these types of games. That's totally the situation. I yeah, when you're trying to outscore somebody. Yeah. So so it's Justin Holiday and, and Doug McDermott. It, basically, this game is on them, right? If they can be hot, we're good to go. Yeah, I mean, the other guy, you know, like Levert. You know, if Levert is taking good shots and not forcing the action, Sabonis so has been puts great up a fair from amount the range. of threes a game now, yeah. too. Brissette yeah. has been, you know, shooting them. Um, yeah, I, I mean... We'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm weirdly excited. I am too. I'm weirdly excited. excited. <laughs> you know, this this one one game playoff situation is kind of fun, and um, you know, it's it's win or go home. Which it's like basically fast forward to a game seven, and right. and here we are. So, well, undefeated nation, you heard it here first. Uh, whoever hits the most threes is going to win this game. You heard it from uh, the doctor. That's fair. I don't think he's wrong. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Let's just let's just end on my side of the week then. Um, this one because uh, yeah because it's um, this is a playoff. This is a play in stat of the week oh. too. Uh, not not about play ins, but it's just uh, <laughs> like it's that it's that quality of uh, stat. <laughs> and it, Wait, so, in a good way so, or a bad way? Like it's, yeah, exactly. Uh, is this your you like get, ninth seed stat? What you get to about? decide. This is like um, this is like two sub five hundred stats playing against one another. That's right. To Even. see who can get slaughtered by. I mean, a one if it's seed. on TV, you'll watch it. But you know, like, right, right. No, I I, I really like this one, and, and and I thought about this one, uh, uh, because you know I did I did uh, I've been trying to do more stats with numbers in them. Uh, Colson Colson seems to like. I really yeah. He's a, it, it does. He's a stickler. Yeah. yeah, I'm always making you. He's, he's an originalist, <laughs> right? Um, but this one, this one is um, the three virtues of a great programmer. And there's a um, a programmer named Larry Wall. And he's he's uh, you know in the early days of of sort of like um, the computing sort of revolution. He was one of the guys that was um, one of the you know, sort of famous and important programmers, but I saw this. I really liked it. Um, uh, the three pro- the virtues of a great programmer are laziness, impatience, and hubris. Um, <laughs> and so I'll read the definitions. But laziness is the quality that makes you go to great effort to reduce overall energy expenditure. Okay, nice. It makes you write labor-saving programs that other people will find useful and and. Uh, and document what you wrote so you don't have to answer so many questions about it. <laughs> uh, the second one, impatience, is the anger you feel when the computer is being lazy. This makes you write programs that don't just react to your needs, but actually anticipate them, or at least pretend to. And hubris is the quality that makes you write and maintain programs that other people won't want to say bad things about. <laughs> nice. So I like that. Yeah, I like that uh, very much. Are you uh, are you trying to practice the three programming rules? I do well. So I don't. I don't called. do. I don't do much. Uh, the uh, virtues of a great program. I don't do much programming, but you know, in my work, I try to use those uh, sort of virtues um, because it's 
you know, I'm, I am like, you know, uh, operating and maintaining things that other people use. And like, yeah, if I start getting people asked to, you know, ask people start asking too many questions, I was like, you know what? I don't want to have to answer these questions. Let's, uh, <laughs> and it's not that they, not that the questions are bad. It said, it's like, Hey, I need to, I need to address this and say, you know, write up a document one time and then, you know, put it in a place where people can find it. Mm. Um, and, uh, Try to make things easy. Is that easy just because people. you can't be on site and just say move anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't. Let me I handle this. Wanna... No, uh, I, I just Joey just takes over my computer screen and just <laughs> does it. I appreciate that about you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the three virtues of a programmer remind me of uh, the uh, three P's of business from uh, Lee Iacocca, which are which is uh, people, product and profit if you don't care take care of the first one the other two don't matter mm. so i've always liked that they're not the same but it's three things that's all <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i'm a simple man you said three and i went oh i know something with three right <laughs> i'm just glad it ended up being like you know uh pg i thought it was gonna get you know, filthy. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The three, you know, the three P's history. of business. <laughs> yeah. Because you're John. That's <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. All right, cool. So that, is, that was good. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think that wraps it up. We'll be, um, I think, so we're planning on doing another show this week. Uh, hopefully we'll be it on Thursday. Yeah, um, reaction we'll be... pod to uh, this amazing yeah. playoff run we're about to enter. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, it's the uh, same as it ever was. You know, they keep winning, they keep playing. So, um, you never know. You never... You, you heard it here first. You never know. Huh. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Um, I, I uh, just can't hide it about to lose control and i and i think i like it um until the next show you can find us on social media um we're on twitter at undebeatables we're on facebook.com slash the undebeatables uh our website is the undebeatables.com there's a contact form there you can use that to send us a message um send us an email shout out at the undebeatables.com and on our website slash store, you can uh, pick up a Smedium t-shirt. And uh sounds like Coulson's dropping a new album here soon. <laughs> For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Jason, I, I don't think you saw that, but his neck was doing that like side to side thing. <laughs> no, I'm glad I was distracted by uh, cute photos of my baby at that point. <laughs> yeah, you need to see those instead of my my neck jive. <laughs> it it looks so Colson, When you do that, it looks like it's a learned thing and not like innate. Like other people, not like other people I've seen. Like when they do that, it looks very natural. And you mm. look like you're you know you look like you learned it from my book. You know. Or like a, a programmer um, made a program or a robot do that. <laughs> this is the 
Yeah. It's what right. a programmer would ask a, a robot to do with a neck mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> insert sassiness here. <laughs> I don't... Um, I don't know if we, we mentioned... need to update the sassiness algorithm on this guy. Um. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned uh, uh, Slick Leonard's uh, memorial service at the field house. Um, it was a five dollars and twenty nine cents for his five hundred and twenty nine uh, wins as a coach, um, and it was all donated to some good cause. Um, and uh, there was a. Uh, wonderful ceremony and a clip of um, a bunch of local people, uh, sort of famous pacer uh, people saying boom, baby. There's a lot of the indie staff, the the indie star staff, the writers, uh, the people on the beat. Um, They, uh, local uh, hero, Drew Powell, who was uh, one of my friends who was in, uh, Ponderosa series was on there, <laughs> but they had um, several ex-pacers say "Boom, baby," and I don't know if they just reached out or called them up or whatever. And they, you know they're doing it on their iPhones, um, but I'd like to name just a few of of those pacers: uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Anthony Davis, and Al Harrington. I would just Anthony like Anthony Davis. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Antonio yeah. Davis. And I would just like to mention that all three of those guys are in my top five paces of all time. So, shout out. Um, they also had Fred Jones and Travis Best. So, those guys are moving up. They're already on my top 25, but they're moving up. Cause, Wait, Fred shout Jones out. on the top 25? Yeah. Yeah. He won a dunk contest. He saved us after the brawl. Basically, for the year after the brawl. Or not for the year after the brawl, but the, after the brawl when he was the only guy. And we were right. not going to win any games, and he was awesome. So anyway, they're moving on up because if 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 uh, you know Donnie calls you and says, "Hey, I need a a boom baby," and Reggie wasn't on there, Smith wasn't on there. You know, I mean, come on, just Smith's give us a little boom. Smith was the first one. Oh, maybe I missed it because he was the first one. Okay, Smith was on there then. Well, Smith is in my top seven, so shout out Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Schmibberts. Schmibberts. <laughs> Joke is a safety hazard, man. <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah, I gotta warn you next time I'm gonna say Schmibberts. <laughs> um the the uh three Ps were peanut butter, penises, okay. and popsicle sticks. Uh, could have been worse. 